Hello, my dudes. Oh my god, welcome back to Previously Gifted. Boyo, am I excited to be recording this podcast right now before I get into it. Um, okay. <laughs> New apartment, who this? New couch, who this? It literally just got here a couple hours ago. Because I'm sitting here on the edge of this couch and I'm not yet familiar with the noises that it makes, if you hear any noises that sound, I don't know, like farts or something, it's not me. It's the couch. And we love to blame furniture for any bad uh, podcast sounds. Also, my apartment's pretty empty, so you can hear that sweet, sweet echo. Um, I hope it'll be improved later on, but for right now, it's what it is. Anyway, I didn't expect to be making an episode so soon because uh, this episode is going to be about how I have started school and Nathan and I have moved into our place and uh, all of the fun stuff that comes along with moving. But yeah, I didn't expect to have time or like a setup because I still need to buy like a new desk and make my whole little corner back there. But I don't know, I have to feel it out. I have to figure out where the best place to film and record things is. Anyway, I feel like it's been so long and I miss you guys a lot. So I'm really back to, I'm back to be here. And I'm glad about it, right? Uh, we have new patrons. So first of all, I gotta give a shout out to you guys. We have Meg Howell, Summer, just Summer. What's up, Summer? Natalie Isabel, and a new sponsor, Sam Orn. O-U-R-N, Sam Orn. Thank you guys so much for becoming patrons. If you're interested in supporting the podcast in a very small financial way, you can go to patreon.com slash previously gifted. And as always, we have the rest of our sponsors who are maybe, but possibly, absolutely my favorites. I'm sorry, but they've earned it. Uh, so in addition to our new sponsee, Sam Orn, we have Hannah Baker, Eric Courtright, Liz Walsh, and Love You. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. And thank you to everyone who is currently listening. Shouts out to any of you if you are new subscribers of mine on my main channel and this is your first foray into the podcast. Hey, what's up? I am the girl from the Internet Analysis series. I also talk about other things on this podcast, mostly myself. So <laughs> enjoy. Um, I said this on Instagram already, but if you're watching on YouTube, my hair looks like, <laughs> I should be able to find it for the video. My hair looks like my fifth grade school picture, which, okay, I showered yesterday and I braided my hair because it was kind of wet when I was leaving for school and I just didn't want to deal with it. Um, also, my winter jacket makes everything more staticky, so I was like, I can't deal with this. So I braided my hair, and today it looks like this, but my fifth grade school picture um, was so unfortunate because for some godforsaken reason, I decided to crimp my hair, um, which, you know, in 2005 or whatever was not a good look anyway, but I did it. And then I got to school and my hair looked fucking ridiculous. And then I tried to fix it by going into the bathroom and wetting my hair like a bit to try to like get the poof down, but it didn't help. And um, yeah, in that picture, I was wearing a matching outfit with my best friend Mariah and they were from Tilly's. We bought matching like hideous shirts and fake pearl necklaces and fucking plaid Bermuda shorts. Are you absolutely kidding me? Like... 
in fifth grade, all that I wore was Tilly's. I don't know why, but it was kind of bougie of me. I was like, oh shit, like I'm gonna hit up the local, the local um, little shopping center and uh, go to the good old Tilly's because I'm a skater girl. That was probably it, like me being inspired by Avril Lavigne. Also, fun little <laughs> tidbit today. My brother, he's in college and he'll call me or text me like almost every day, which I admire because I don't contact anyone first, so he's really good at that. But he'll just be like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm going to class right now. And I'm just like, oh, you're just calling to chat? That's so nice. <laughs> but then I'm like, who does this? You know, it's a good thing to do, but I'm just like shocked every time. Um, so today he FaceTimes me and I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, I'm at the gym. I woke up today and I was really energized. And I was like, oh, cool. That's good. And he's like, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Avril Lavigne. And I was like, cool. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, first thing in the morning, I listen to that one song that's like, I'm gonna have to sing it, but I apologize. If you're Avril stands, you'll know. It's like, she wants to go home, but nobody's home. And it's like this like emo song about like Avril or some girl like wanting to run away, I guess. I don't know. It's a typical sad boy song for the, you know, young child in the early 2000s. Um, but it just made me laugh so goddamn hard because he was like, he's like, I listened to that song and then I was like so hyped that I just got up and went to the gym and now I've listened to it like seven or eight times. And I was like, oh my God, like, <sighs> you guys probably don't know my brother uh, that well, but he's just like the funniest person and everything that he does and says just makes me laugh. He is so unapologetically himself. Ah, that shit just, it made my morning. It really did. Speaking of my morning, wow. Okay, so moving in. It's been so long. What's up, guys? Last time you saw me, or if you're a patron, I hope you listened to the bonus episode. All of you patrons listening, make sure you check Patreon because I did post January's bonus episode. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be trying to stick to my bonus episodes monthly. So, Either way, it's been a long time. Those were both recorded in England. Since then, uh, we left Nathan's parents' house. We spent a couple days in London. Hold on, I totally forgot about all this. I have so much to talk to you guys about that I'm like, I feel like I'm the best friend calling you who's like, oh my God, wait, oh my God, wait, did I tell you? So I'm just gonna tell you then, you know? In London. I've been to London now a few times, but I feel like every time I go, like Nathan and I are just there casually for something quick and like we don't really spend time doing the touristy things. So this time he um, was with some of the people that he's worked with. And so um, we were in London and what did we do first? We went to the London Dungeons thing, which is like a total touristy thing. But um, <laughs> It was actually pretty sick. Like, it's like an interactive, like, maze kind of situation, and it's, like, historical stuff, but also, like, some funny, spooky stuff. So, anyway, we did that, and I was like, I actually just learned a good bit about London. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's not, like, the most important things about it, but, um, like, it talks about uh, Jack the Ripper and, like, Sweeney Todd and, like, the plague and... Uh, you know, Guy Fox, November 5th, you know, remember, remember the 5th of November. Real fun stuff. So we did that, and then um, one of the mornings we got up and went to the palace, Buckingham Palace, to watch the changing of the guards. And I've got to admit, that was the most boring thing I have ever not seen because, oh my God. <laughs> okay, I get it. At first, 
it's kind of an interesting thing in the context of everything. Like, oh, cool, they do this whole procession, like, when they change the guards at the palace. That's awesome. I appreciate that. But I am not a fan of crowds. And we get there. And it is, like, busy, obviously. And I just hate fighting my way through crowds. I hate the energy of, like, people being anxious, trying to get to the front and, like, see things, even when there's nothing to see yet. So that whole experience, I was like, I don't like this. Plus, it was cold. It was very cold. And I wasn't well prepared. So we're standing there for so long before the ceremony even starts. And then, like, it's a very slow kind of progression because, like, there are, like, horses and marches. And, like, they finally make their way in. And they've got their, like, their whole thing that they do. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I did not enjoy that. But, hey, we did it. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing for me because I'm never doing it again. Um, not that it's a rare thing. I'm just not interested. Anyway, checked it off the list. Done. Uh, so we did that. And then, oh my god, we went to high tea. Dude, I, oh no, I was so unprepared. Um, we were, like, not dressed well, but we went into, what is it, the Dorchester? Like, this very, very, very nice hotel in London. Very expensive. And, um, yeah, we went in there, and this was a treat. We did not pay for it, thank God. Um, but <laughs> we go in there, and we're, like, not dressed for this. Like, people dress up to go to high tea. And, um... We just went straight in and we just looked like shit, kind of. But we sit and it's just so like, it's so luxurious in a way that I've never experienced it that I was like, I shouldn't even be here. Like, I do not belong in this world, let alone like sitting here sipping on the most delicious Earl Grey tea I've ever had in my life. Um, yeah, it was a it was a crazy time. I got there and at first I was like, oh no, like I'm vegan. What if they don't have like vegan things? Cause it's like sandwiches and tea and desserts. That's basically what this like afternoon tea is. And um, I get there and I let them know. And they're just like, obviously they're the best service ever. Cause it's a very, very high classy, <laughs> high standards kind of place. Um, fine dining, fine afternoon tea-ing. Um, so I let them know that I'm vegan and they come back and they're like, we have an, a whole assortment of vegan sandwiches for you and we'll bring out your own vegan desserts and we'll bring out whatever kind of milk you like. We have all the kinds of milk. And I was like, thank God. I was like, this shit, like all you have to do is pay basically, I don't even know how much it costs, but like around a hundred dollars or something. I mean, converted to pounds. I don't know what it was. Basically you're spending at least a hundred on tea, sandwiches, finger sandwiches, and some desserts. But honestly, it was so good. I could not believe. These were the best sandwiches I've ever had. They were so simple, but so delicious. The best bread, the best tea. I literally was like, my clumsy ass cannot be trusted to pour a cup of tea for myself. Like, I will end up spilling it everywhere and causing a whole scene. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that was definitely a highlight of the, the London experience. So other than that, um, we went to London and we enjoyed it for a couple of days. And then we finally got back to New York and we were staying um, at Jay's house. He luckily let us stay because we would have had to like Airbnb while we tried to find an apartment. It would have been messy. So shouts out. Um, but <laughs> so we're there for a while and it was like a, a weird amount of time to where like we wanted to unpack our suitcases, but we weren't going to stay there like very long. So like you're kind of unpacked. But at that point, like 
obviously we got to settle down while we were in England and like my stuff was unpacked then, but just for so long, we've been like unpacking, repacking, moving, traveling. You get so tired of carrying your suitcases around or living out of your suitcase. It's just like annoying. And I was so much looking forward to just finally being here and putting our stuff away and putting my suitcase away forever and not looking at it until the next time I'm traveling somewhere. Um, but again, very, very nice of him to have us and you know, to home us, to house us. Um, so yeah, we were there for a while and um, then we finally found a place and here we are. It was, you know, as, as it is when you're moving, it's a process, you know, you gotta visit, you gotta see places, you gotta do the applications, you gotta do all the paperwork. Um, but yeah, we got the place and got to move in within a few days and we basically spent this whole weekend moving in. Uh, the funny thing is I thought we had a lot of stuff, but really all that Nathan and I had was like a few suitcases between us that we had had in England. And then we had like two big storage bins full of like random house stuff. And like, that was kind of it. And our bed, we kept our bed frame and our mattress. Um, <laughs> but like we came in and like, we put things away and then we're like, oh my God, we have nothing. So of course we had to go shopping for furniture and like all the household items. And it is just so, first of all, expensive, obviously. Um, but just like the shopping list is endless. Literally, we first thing we, um, we found all of our living room furniture, which here it is. Here's our, our pillows. And um, we decided to go for an orange and blue kind of theme in the living room, which I really like. Bronco colors, baby. <laughs> I'm a total fan of football. Um, no, but really, I, I do love that color combination. It's very cute. It's like, we were so bored of the black and white that we had like black, white, and gray in our last apartment. Um, and that was just because we knew it was temporary. We didn't really wanna like buy a lot of decorations and stuff because we didn't know if we'd be able to keep any of it. Um, but yeah, we, we picked our little color palette and we found this stuff. Shouts out to Bob's Discount Furniture. Dude, this was great. Initially, we had only gone to Ikea, like before we even went to England in preparation, we're like, okay, let's plan and roughly see how much it's gonna cost to like furnish our whole apartment and do all of that. Um, but I was like, dude, I don't want a whole apartment, I apartment, an Ikea apartment. I don't want a whole apartment full of Ikea stuff again. Cause like, okay, Ikea has its uses. It's very affordable and there's some good organization stuff, but like, when you walk into a space and you can tell everything is from Ikea, you just feel like you're in Ikea, you know? It doesn't feel as cozy, I don't know. Um, maybe that's just me. But uh, I was like, dude, I don't wanna buy that many things from Ikea, so like, let's try to find them elsewhere. So yeah, we went to Bob's Discount Furniture, which is still relatively pricey. I mean, furniture is expensive, dude, <laughs> holy shit. You're like, how much is this table, like an end table? No, but really we, we picked um, some affordable stuff and it just got delivered today. This is now, I don't know, four days after moving in. So the last few days we literally have had like our bed and then our TV and like no entertainment stand until like yesterday. And we were like sitting on the floor on the rug mat, like cross-legged eating our dinner, just like, this will be so nice when we have a couch. <laughs> it's gonna be so nice when we have like a table, like anywhere to sit or put things. Um, but yeah, it's been very exciting. And uh, 
so expensive. <sighs> like, like for a person like me who doesn't love to shop, it was kind of overwhelming, but also kind of like gratifying in that like finally, I don't know, I don't like shopping a lot, but I knew that everything we were buying was necessary. I was like, okay, like at least we're not going overboard. Like we're buying essentials. Like you need a couch and tables and kitchen stuff, cookware, utensils. Um, but it just, it like, it starts out to be really exciting and then you spend a lot of money and you're like, okay, we're almost done. And then you have to buy way more things and you're like, oh God, it's really adding up now. And then you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm done shopping. If we need more things, we'll buy them in a couple weeks. I don't want to buy anything else anytime soon. So luckily we're at that point. Like we still need like a little dining table um, to put in our little dining corner. But uh, for now I'm like, dude, no, not a necessity. Like, not a necessity. Um, Also, like actually moving things is exhausting, especially when you're me. I'm not that helpful, (laughs) but like, you know, we had to make a million trips from the car up here and back and blah, blah, blah. And um, there were a couple bigger things that were a little bit harder to carry, but uh, mostly it's just, it's exhausting. And obviously anyone who's moved anywhere knows this. And and we're lucky because we don't even have as much stuff as some people do. Um, now that we've bought all this and we've collected so many items, the thought of like moving anywhere now would be actual hell. I don't want to move again for ideally like two years, but obviously we've signed a one year lease for this place. Um, but wow, I feel so nice. It feels so nice to have a couch, you guys. Have you ever tried it? Like not having a couch and then getting one, being able to actually sit somewhere. Um, there's this little like curbed like step up area and literally that's where we've been sitting. Like if I, if I needed to like sit, I would just sit right there on the edge and just be like, well, this is what we have for now. But anyway, I'm very grateful. I'm very excited. Our room is coming together really well. God, it's so nice to put my clothes away. Like, I can't explain to you. (laughs) Like, since the summer, like May. Wow. Since like last May, we've been in the slow process of like going through stuff, getting rid of some stuff, storing stuff. And then summer, we moved up to camp. And then we moved back to our apartment for a bit. And then we moved out of the apartment, put more stuff in storage, moved to England. It's exhausting and I'm settled now and I'm sweating. It's warm, actually. Yeah, it's warm right now. I was very scared of the weather because like I haven't really experienced like actual commute in New York. Um, Last winter, I pretty much just like stayed inside for a couple months, which was very unhealthy and bad for my mental health. But I just didn't have much to do until I got my job at Starbucks, which was February. Um, but (laughs) yeah, so next thing I started school. Um, wow. This is a whole story on its own. Why might as well explain it here? Cause I don't want to make a main channel video about it. So I, I did make the video announcing that I was finally going back to school, which is true. But, uh, while being in England, I did talk about this a teeny bit on my bonus episode, I think, but while being in, in England, I was trying to submit all of my paperwork including like immunization forms and like my New York state residency forms because I moved to New York, uh, what is it? October, 2017. So I qualified for like the full year of living in New York and being a resident in New York before starting. So that that should, you know, qualify me as a, an in-state resident 
in-state tuition, all of that. So the school that I'm going to is a CUNY school. I still don't want to talk about it specifically, just per personal reasons. Um, but <laughs> the CUNY system is very affordable. So the tuition is really, really good. I think it's only about like eight, seven or 8,000 a year in tuition um, for, hold on, my computer just fell asleep. Let me breathe for a sec. Listen to my couch squeaking. You hear that? It's not just me, okay? Um, <laughs> anyway, the CUNY system is very affordable. So I was really looking forward to being able to pay my tuition every year without taking out any additional loans. And also, I want to give a big shout out to any of you listening who did contribute to that fundraising campaign that I did um, or buy any of my merch last year when I couldn't figure out how to pay for college. Um, I am still so grateful that people chose to donate and wanted to support my education a little bit. So please know that <laughs> that money has been used. It hasn't all been used, but it's going toward tuition, books, all of my application expenses and things. Um, so that's really great. And it's definitely helped me a lot in settling and being able to do this and not take out any more student loans. So hopefully I can start, you know, and continue to pay down my student loans. Anyway, is that just like a big, loud plane outside? I'm still getting used to like the sounds of this apartment. <laughs> this is irrelevant, but um, we have heaters that turn on and they make the loudest like hissing sound. Like it sounds like a faucet is on and those come on automatically like at night and in the morning. So I was like, holy shit. When we first moved in, I was like, am I going to be able to do my podcast or is this hissing sound like going to be on all the time? Like, am I going to be able to film videos? I was panicking, but I think so far that it's only like throughout the night, which makes sense. That's when people want to be warm and cozy. Anyway, so with the school sitch, um, even though I, I fit the characteristics for being a New York state resident, um, I don't have necessarily all the clearest paperwork because it's like, I lived in New York, but then I spent three months abroad. And so I kind of have to like explain that. And some of my bills and things that would prove that I live in New York, I didn't update the address because um, all of my bills are paperless. So I don't really think about the address. And I just should have updated them like immediately when I moved to New York last or like October of 2017. Um, but I didn't think about it then because I wasn't thinking about anything that I would need as like proof or anything. I don't know. So basically past me made it very difficult for myself. And um, I got to a panicky point where I had registered for all my classes, but without in-state tuition, if I wasn't granted that, um, out-of-state tuition for, for, what was it? All of my classes, which would be like four or five classes to be full-time. I'm pretty sure it would cost like twice as much. I think maybe even more than that, but it was like a totally like unaffordable number and compared to what? I think it's 3,600 for a full-time semester if you're an in-state student. So like that's totally doable. I can totally make payments throughout the semester and, you know, pay for that without um, taking out loans. But if it's more than that, then that's a problem. So I got to this point where I was like, I can't take a full course load because it'll cost too much. Like it'll cost as much for one semester as it should for like like two or three semesters. Like that would be so wasteful. And um, the annoying thing is I won a, or whatever, I got chosen for a 
transfer scholarship, which is a small amount of money, but one of the requirements for the scholarship was that you must uh, retain full-time enrollment. And so I was like, God damn it. Like I got this scholarship that would have helped me afford each year that much more. And if I don't enroll full-time, I lose that scholarship, which is so annoying. But that is what ended up happening. Um, And also because of being in England and all that um, lagging on my paperwork and stuff, I had to register like really late and really last minute. So basically, I am only taking one course right now, which feels really weird because it's like, I'm used to the full-time student course load and taking one course feels so weird. Like I'm like, this is all that I have to do. I have class two days a week and luckily the class, there's like discussion and lecture sections. They like fit well together. So it's not inconvenient for me. It's not like I have to go back and forth a lot. But um, it still feels really weird. It's cool to be in class, but it feels weird to only have one class. I'm like, oh, this is easy. (laughs) And then I remember like a full-time course load is a shit ton more time and more work. So appreciate it while you don't have it, you know. But um, it's my intro to media class. So I am a media studies major for this degree path which is really great. I think the program's really cool. It's obviously so fucking relevant to what I'm doing with internet analysis and all that on my channel right now. So like, I'm very passionate about it. I'm really excited that I'm learning about this. And um, yeah, so out of all courses to be able to take, um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how my transfers, my credits will transfer. But obviously the intro class to my major is like the gateway to all my other major courses. So It's good that I was able to get into this class because then next semester, if I take summer classes or in the fall, um, I'll be able to take all the other media classes that need this class as a prereq. So there you go. Um, I am a student, not full-time, but I am making my way. It's kind of annoying to have to kind of waste a whole semester taking just one course when I know that I could obviously handle a full course load. Um, But also, you know, I'm going to enjoy this time, I guess. And it kind of eases me back into the school um, mode and like learning how to commute and how to, you know, handle living here in Queens because we're in Queens. Um, But yeah, it's very interesting. I'm like, I just want to keep going and grinding and getting closer to my degree so that I know when the hell I'm going to graduate because at this point, I don't know. Um, hopefully once all my credits are evaluated properly, I should be currently at junior level, which is accurate because I've taken two years of school. But anyway, (laughs) I have talked for an impressive amount of time. It is really interesting. Oh, the one last thing I want to do before I go to the break is just say, um, I just did a presentation in my class, in my discussion section. And, um, so it's intro to media and... There are these like quick five minute presentations that you have to sign up for throughout the semester. And I signed up for the very first one on the very first presentation day because I guess, I don't know, I just wanted to get it out of the way. (laughs) It's kind of nice to do a presentation when the expectations are low because I feel like professors always cut you a little break because they're like, oh, you volunteered to be first. That's kind. Um, So yeah, I did my presentation and I, I enjoyed it but like I haven't done presentations in a long time and they always get me nervous like no matter what but it always fucking pisses me off that I get this like um I get this shaky presentation voice 
sometimes it even happens in the podcast if I talk too fast. But yeah, I get this voice that almost sounds like I'm gonna cry <laughs> or something. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to speak like confidently and strongly and like loudly. And I think I have a good like projection to my voice in presentations, but like there's still that teeny little shake. And I was so fucking pissed because throughout the presentation I did really well. Um, but like I sat down and the first thing I wrote in my notebook was like, I love a shaky presentation voice, blah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, that was not something that I missed. Again, like I don't really care. Like, yeah, I get a little bit jittery before a presentation, but it's not like I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Like I, if I know what I'm gonna say, then I'm fine. But like, it's like my body wants to betray me and make me sound like an idiot. So that was nice. Anyway, we love school. I'm gonna take a little break and then we'll get back. I have some podcast reviews to shout out because it's been a while and I have some new reviews from you guys. So stay tuned. And we're back. So I'm going to be reading some reviews from iTunes. So if you guys go to the podcast on iTunes, which I where I think most of you listen to the podcast, I stuttered a little bit there. Love it. Um, if you go to iTunes, you can leave a review. And if you haven't yet, please do so. It, it, it helps the podcast. <laughs> no, but really it does. Um, it helps the podcast seem more legitimate and it helps if other people are reading reviews. So just, just leave me something nice and it will make my day and I will read it in a future episode. So I hope that I've already read the ones that I am not about to read. If I haven't, you can message me and I'll make sure to read it for you. Um, but we're going all the way back to December because holy shit, I pre-recorded that far in advance. That's crazy. There's no way. I think some of these also didn't show up for a while. But anyway, let's go. Chody K, my fave podcast, who I already did mention because he left a review in the past, but let's jump into it. He said, um, I'm leaving an update review from the last review I gave about a month ago, and I want to say this podcast is truly amazing. I listen to a lot of podcasts such as the TMG podcast and the, the H3 podcast, but I just don't feel like I'm listening to my friends talk on those pods. Previously Gifted is such a relatable and hilarious podcast, and it truly feels like catching up with an old friend. P.S. This isn't Cody Co. Because <laughs> I made a joke. I was like, Chody K, that's got to be Cody Co. Um, I love that you listen to the TMG podcast. I actually don't listen to that one very much anymore. I still mainly listen to Chris D'Elia's podcast. Um, but Nathan actually loves Chris D'Elia's podcast and Cody and Noel. So it's really nice that both of us can listen to the same podcast and enjoy it. But that is my favorite thing to hear from you guys. And it's in a lot of these reviews and it just warms my heart, um, that you feel like, you know, I'm just a friend that you're having a little chat with because I mean, that's the best possible thing that I could do in a podcast. Cause like, honestly, what else is the point of listening to a one woman podcast? Like, mm, most podcasts have guests because it's it's interesting to listen to people discuss things together. But um, I would like to have some guests. Let me know if there are any New York City YouTubers or people that you know of that I should reach out to maybe. But I'm also scared because I'm like, oh shit, like I'm used to this format on my own. And I don't know, like when I add other people to the mix, I used to do podcasts with like Nathan more frequently and stuff. And I did one with my brother once. But it does change the podcast when you bring in another person. So I would just want to make sure that it's still an enjoyable and similar podcast experience for you guys. 
Anyway, next review, five stars, awesome, by Ellen Chev. Did I not say this one already? No, I don't think so. Sure, or maybe. Nope, here we go. (laughs) I used to watch Tiffany's podcast on YouTube during the beginning of the year, but stopped because school was becoming time-consuming. After looking for podcasts to listen to during work, this popped up in my recommended. I couldn't be more excited to come to work and catch up on all the episodes I missed. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Ellen. Shouts out. Then we have a five-star, high-quality, authentic review by Aubrey Gal. Tiffany is my girl, and let me just start by saying I never write reviews, but I know it's important for people to know that I really feel like I'm friends with this girl. I could cry. This is so sweet. I listen to her all the time on the treadmill, and one hour down feels like nothing listening to her. I smile and laugh out loud at her storytelling and humor, all while working out, and I don't think it gets better than that. Her conversations are very intriguing and relevant. Her perspective is so wide and eye-opening, and that is something that I truly admire about this pod. (sighs) Thank you so much. It keeps going, but I'm trying to not, you know, be too egotistical. I realize that reading the podcast reviews seems like kind of a an ego thing, but I just want to appreciate you guys and I guess give you a, a little airtime since you're spending your time to write a podcast review. And yeah, I like hearing nice things about me. Thank you so much, Aubrey. Uh, and then we have our last review for today. Five stars, She's the Bomb by Brian App Playa. Playa. What's up? Oh, App Playa. Like you play games or something? Brian? Uh, I grew up watching her YouTube and she's always been dope. <laughs> So just here to support her dopeness. She is funny and she is so herself without holding back. I highly recommend it. Check her social media out. Thank you so much, Brian, my app playa. You're the bomb. Okay, thank you. I've got to reply to Nathan's text real quick. Oh, sorry. Bay is calling. Um, but oh my God, you guys are so damn sweet. I really, really appreciate hearing from you. And again, sometimes I forget that you're real ass people. By the way, any of you in New York, I would love to meet up. I would love to arrange some hangout times um, and maybe, you know, do the classic, let's meet up and get vegan food thing. But like, that's all I ever want to do. So I would like to do it with other people who enjoy vegan food. Or if you don't like vegan food, we can go somewhere that doesn't have all vegan options. (sighs) Wow. I'm thinking about all my favorite vegan places in, in New York and... It's funny because, like, obviously I've lived in New York for the past year, um, but being on Long Island is so far away from New York City. Like, even within New York City, like, I'm in Queens, and some people who live in Manhattan would be like, oh, you're too far away, like, we can't see each other. Nobody has said that to me yet, but I assume that's how it is. Like, even living in the same city, like, things can still be kind of far away. Um, But anyway, especially being outside of the city where we were, We could hop on a train and get into the city in like an hour, but that's a long trip, you know, to get pizza or something. So now that I'm in Queens, everything is a bit more accessible and uh, my budget is scared because I'm addicted to buy Chloe's and, you know, all the other vegan places that are in the city. But uh, holy shit, Champ's Diner. Wow. It's been a while. I'm going to have to hit them up sometime. The thing about Champs, this is a niche thing, but any of you who have been to Brooklyn, like vegan food, have probably been to Champs Diner. Um, you, It's like, it's always busy. So you go there and you can't make a reservation in advance. You have to go there and put your name on the list and they'll text you when a spot's ready. Um, so you have to like go, go there and prepare to like 
entertain yourself for like an hour or two before you can actually get seated, which is kind of a bummer because like there's not a ton to do around there. But yeah, it's like I don't want the anticipation to build up too much. And, and my expectations to be too high to where I get there. And I'm like, we waited and we traveled and, and now we're eating the food and it's not that great. I mean, chance is always really good, but like after like three hours of traveling and waiting, like nothing can be that good. You kind of get to a point where you're just like, God damn it, was it worth it? Yes, it was, but was it really? Anyway, that being said, I'm absolutely gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I'm like, let me Google Maps exactly how long it would take me to get to Champs for my house because I need to know that now. Anyway, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, like, I wasn't living in a borough of New York City before, so now I'm like, am I a New Yorker? Does this make me a New Yorker? Which is cringy because obviously I'm not. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely a different experience so far and like again we've only lived here for a few days I've still got a lot more to experience and learn but uh I just feel like I don't know before I was like I don't want to live in New York City it's too busy but I think I was more so referring to Manhattan like I still I don't know if I would want to live in Manhattan but um so far at least from my very limited experience I think Queens, at least where we are, uh, you can get a lot more of a spacious place for, you know, still a high amount of rent, but like more bang for your buck than Manhattan for the most part. Um, and also Queens isn't quite as busy and packed as Manhattan. And then I've always really liked Brooklyn as well because it's like the lower buildings and it just feels a little bit more mellow. I would love to live in Brooklyn, I think. Um, but again, that's a that's a thing to explore in the future because we're here for now and we're gonna enjoy it. But yeah, it's like it's still sinking in to me that I live in New York City technically. But then again, when you say New York City, everyone assumes Manhattan and like I don't know if that's just an outside of New York thing or if New Yorkers do the same thing. I feel like it's like oh we're going to the city like you're talking about Manhattan right? Because otherwise you'd say the other borough right? But let me know if any of you are New Yorkers. Um, I'm getting so hungry. Oh, no. We always reach this point in the podcast. <laughs> I think it's, like, truly due to, like, this light. Because it's goddamn blinding, dude. It's a horrible light. I mean, it works, but it's, like, it hurts me to sit in front of it. Um, yeah, here, let's give a little Netflix and music recommendation chat time. So I really haven't been watching a lot of Netflix lately. I've been wanting to watch the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes or whatever, um, obviously because everyone loves true crime. I've been seeing a lot of posts about it, and obviously with the um, Zac Efron, not Jeffrey Dahmer. Did I say Jeffrey goddamn Dahmer? I don't mean that. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Um, with the Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie, I forgot what it's called, coming out. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, the the sexualization and the weird, like, glorification of serial killers. It's like, dude, do not be out here calling Ted Bundy hot. And I don't know where I stand on that. I mean, obviously, there are people who literally do fall in love with or are obsessed with serial killers. And I'm like, uh, you do you, but also what the fuck? 
but I feel like in this situation with the Zac Efron movie, it's like people just think Zac Efron's hot, okay? Like, yeah, he's playing a serial killer who did absolutely horrific things, but it's Zac Efron, you know? Like, whatever character he is, if he's hot, he's hot. And people are gonna, in a weird way, be attracted to that character because it has Zac Efron's face, you know? So that's kind of how I feel about that. I still think that it sounds like a very interesting movie because it's from the perspective of Ted Bundy's longtime girlfriend who um, always maintained that she believed that he was innocent. Um, so I feel like that's an interesting perspective. But yeah, people are like, like, stop being so obsessed with serial killers. Don't glorify them. Like, I don't know. But again, like, here we are. Like, true crime is one of the most popular um you know, genres of shows or podcasts, people just love it. In our weird, sick, fascinated ways, we are so interested in it. And um, yeah, so I've been wanting to watch the Ted Bundy tapes show uh, for a fucking while now. And Nathan and I have been like busy, like moving and buying stuff. And, and you know, by the time we get home, we're so tired that we just fall straight asleep. We have been like dead asleep immediately, which is kind of a nice feeling when you get into bed and you're like, holy shit, goodbye, zonked out, <laughs> cracked my neck. Um, yeah, that's still on my list. The other day, I wanted to watch it in the morning, <laughs> but like, I was like, I'm not gonna watch it without Nathan. Um, so then I ended up just reading Ted Bundy's like entire Wikipedia page because like I had known some things about Ted Bundy, but I needed a little reminder of what exactly his horrific crimes were. And yeah, they're fucking horrific. Absolutely horrible. But it's so interesting. I was trying to like think about it as I was reading it because like you're reading these literal just like horrific, disgusting, despicable, like unfathomable crimes and even then, it still doesn't feel real. I think that's, like, where the fascination with true crime comes in, is, like, no matter what, it just doesn't seem like reality. It doesn't seem possible that there are people like that in the world who are capable of doing those things, killing people and and everything else that they do. Um, that doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem real that we live in a world where, like, you could just be a random girl or whoever, and you could get abducted and murdered. It's horrible and it's scary because if I think about it, I'm like, uh oh, I don't want to think about the, the fact that there are killers in the world, you know? But <laughs> yeah, so I read his entire Wikipedia page and it kind of disturbed me, obviously, deeply. Uh, but I spent like way too long reading about it. And then I was like, you know what? That kind of satisfied my like true crime moment, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know if I need to watch that. And also, like, do I really want to watch the, the Ted Bundy tapes at night right before I go to bed in a new apartment where every noise like scares me? Because um, we're in, you know, a safe area. It's a safe building. But like, I, I just think like you have to adjust to the like sounds of a new place. So um, obviously living in a building, like <laughs> if I'm hearing someone walk down the hallway or even walk like above us, I'm like, sounds like somebody's walking into our house <laughs> you know like I'm like is that somebody walking in the hallway or is someone walking in our front door because apparently my ears cannot tell the difference um <laughs> or like yeah like the hissing fucking heaters like I just sit there and I'm like it's so loud and we're in a new place and like 
our room's pretty empty because um, it's pretty big. It's bigger than our last apartment was by far. So like we have a lot more space and it just feels like weird because I'm like, this is a new space and it's not full of things yet. It just feels strange, you know? And I don't know. I guess that's just an adjustment thing that happens when you're moving into a new space. But also, especially when it's empty, it's just like, this doesn't feel comfy and cozy quite yet. You know what does though? is our bed. I was so happy to be back in our bed. I love our our mattress. It's just so like soft and cozy. Um, But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just such a comfortable feeling to like settle into a familiar place and be like, yes, bitch, finally. Finally, we're here. We made it. It's a good feeling. But yeah, so here we are. Uh, I have groceries in the fridge, you know. Our gas is finally turned on. They just turned that on today. Uh, I was like, oh no, we're not going to be able to use the stove. What am I going to do? And I was like, wait, half of my cooking is in the microwave anyway. My lazy ass, you know. So we've survived and we've eaten a lot of uh, takeout. But now I'm like craving takeout. Like that lazy kind of feeling where you're like, oh, like I don't ever want to cook for myself again. I would rather just have it delivered for me, even if it ends up being cold and not that good. Why am I addicted to takeout? Who knows? (sighs) Anyway, how are you guys doing? How does this echo sound? Can you hear it? I don't know if you guys can ever hear it like I hear it. Um, but actually it sounds pretty good in here. I feel like there aren't too many weird, uh, other noises going on, except now I'm aware of it. I'm like, hmm, who are my neighbors? Can they hear me right now? Have they just listened to this entire podcast episode and they have no choice every week? Anyway, that's fine. I forgot to give my Netflix reviews. Duh. That was the whole point of me talking about Ted Bundy. Sorry. That was like my hip cracking. Does anybody else have the phenomenon of like extremely poppy cracky joints because like I sound like straight up 95 years old every time (laughs) like I'll be sitting somewhere and get up and move or like fan my legs and it's just like like my hips my legs like my back (laughs) like how is it possible for me to have such bad joints I don't know they're just so loud maybe I should work out I guess I say to myself every day and then never do it That is a thing, though. That is definitely a thing. I need to get in the gym. I know it's the winter, but my pants don't fit me. We've talked about this, but, like, all of my weight is, like, (laughs) centralized in, like, my very lower stomach. So my high-waisted tight pants, like, don't fit just in that one little spot. So it's like, hmm, I couldn't even size up pants if I wanted to because then they wouldn't fit on the rest of my legs. Anyway, that's a personal problem. Sorry to tell you about it. Netflix reviews. The show is Sex Education. In case you haven't watched it yet, you goddamn have to. It is so good. It is a British Netflix original. Yes, it's called Sex Education. At first, I didn't think I would like it. Like, I just saw, like, the thumbnail picture or whatever on Netflix, and I was like, mm, pass. But then I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, cool. Basically, this nerdy kid ends up signing up to, like, lead sex therapy um, among his high school peers with the help of Maeve Wiley, the resident bad girl or misunderstood girl with pink hair and combat boots. Um... But anyway, the main guy, I forgot his name already. That's good. I love when I can't remember character names. 
great. I should actually look this up because it's useful. But uh, his mom is a sex therapist, and that's why he decided to try it. But he's, the joke is, the irony of it all, uh, is that he's very inexperienced. So he personally doesn't know what he's talking about, but he does have a gift for helping others. So I pulled up the show so that I can know who the fuck I'm talking about. Um, um, And it's not showing me their characters. It's just showing me their um, actual names. So Otis. Otis is his name. Oh, (laughs) and he has a best friend named Eric and Maeve is great. And then there's Jackson and and yeah i don't want to spoil the show for you obviously but uh the person who actually convinced me to watch it is my friend claire uh claire pittinger clerp claire posted something in her story she was like mave wiley looks like margot robbie does she not and her and her friend were like disagreeing about whether she looks like margot robbie the actress's name is no that's the mom the actress's name is why is she not listed like first her name is emma mackey and i think ordinarily she has brown hair according to this photo but um yeah dude like especially in the in the mave character i feel like she looks a lot like margot robbie in suicide squad there's like that like you know (laughs) blonde like dark heavy kind of makeup look let me see if anybody has made that um Comparison. Maeve Wiley. Also, what a name. Maeve Wiley. I'm like, that's me as hell, except not at all, you know? I love relating to a character when there's, like, no reason that I should relate to them. Except I do love her character because she's, like, misunderstood and there's, like, a lot of rumors about her. But then you find out that she's a very, like, soft, emotional, sweet, caring person. And you're just like, bitch, I love you. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, yeah, so, Jesus Christ, it's such a good show. I, I, it's the type of show that I wish I could watch again for the first time. Um, I think it just does a really great job of giving a lot of different characters their own, like, solid storylines. Um, like, for example, Eric, I was reading an interview by the actor who plays him, and it's Otis, the main guy, it's Otis's best friend who happens to be gay and black, and the, the article was kind of like talking about how he was like, he's like, this is not luckily your traditional gay best friend or your traditional token black best friend, you know, because in a lot of shows, they do take either the gay best friend stereotype or the, the black best friend token guy stereotype. And that just is so like disappointing. And it's like a waste of a character to not give them more depth than that. Um, but Eric is definitely one of like my favorite characters from the show because, oh my God, his storyline is so sweet and funny and heartbreaking and I just love it. I'm so glad that they gave him, you know, a lot of airtime in really good ways. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just a really good show and you should watch it. It's on Netflix. That's my story. <laughs> they, I think have renewed it for a second season, which is very exciting because I just can't wait. Do you ever remember that your favorite shows like that are still currently on, that they'll actually come back? (laughs) Cause like one thing that I think is a little bit sad about like Netflix is like when you binge through an entire show and then it's over and you're like, oh shit, that's it. But I, I, I keep remembering shows that I've watched like over the last year 
that are still like ongoing. And I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be more Sneaky Pete or Ozark, you know, like all of these shows that I've really liked and you get really invested in, they're going to come back and I'm going to be able to watch the next seasons. Isn't that great? That's good news, you know? Just a little, a little reminder that your favorite shows might be renewed for another season. <laughs> so don't be sad. Um, and then quickly, I wanted to give a, a little music recommendation. Sometimes you guys request, um, yeah, music recommendations from me. And it's like, I find it very hard to describe music because I'm not a very musical person, though I do think I have a pretty good music taste. Uh, so I have my latest Spotify playlist. It's called 2019, which is 2019 in French. How creative. I, of course, made it when I started the year in Paris. So I was in a very French mood, okay? And it just seemed like a good title for my freaking playlist. Um, and the first thing that I added to it was a French song by Angèle called Tutublié. Oh God, I butchered that pronunciation. <sighs> Tout oublié. Tout oublié. I can only say it the way that she sings it. Tout oublié, which means forget everything. Um, but yeah, Angèle, I'm pretty sure she's she's not French. I think she's like Belgian or something. Let's see. I love when Google comes through and you realize you can just look anything up. Yes, bitch. Yes, she's Belgian. Um, I had seen Lexi Lombard recommend her music and then I saw Angèle um, like posters in the subway in Paris. And I was like, you know what? I got to listen to some of that music. You know, I got to check out those tunes. Tout oublié is a fucking great song. I love it. Um, I also have La Tune in this. Um, and I should listen to the rest of her music, honestly, because I fucking love it. But you should definitely check it out if you're a fan of music in French. Uh, but also I have a couple songs by Colette Lush who is actually from Orange County. She's like a friend of a friend. Um, I, I don't know her personally, but she's like a, like a sultry R&B singer and she's like um, a ginger. <laughs> she calls herself like Colette the ginger, but um, she, she was on like American Idol, I think. I don't know how far she made it, but she has a really great voice and I fucking love her songs. Um, mostly I've been listening to Cry and Say Less. Um, yeah, I just really love her voice. I love her songwriting. And I just vibe like, you know, that feeling when you find new music, you have a new playlist and you're just like, this is good shit. And every song you listen and every every time you listen to a new song and like you listen to it again, you're just like, yes, this was a good choice. Like, that's how I feel listening to this playlist. I'm like, new music. Do you ever feel like you love the music that you know so much already that you're like, there can never be more music that makes me feel this type of way? And then you listen to a song that makes you feel that type of way? Or you listen to something that makes you feel even better? And you're like, holy shit, this is fantastic. Music is amazing. That's how I feel. So um, yeah, I don't know. I have like one Sylvanesso song. I have a Young and Sick song, which I like Young and Sick. I listened to their music like starting a couple years ago. And then I have a Fat Night song, which if any of you know Gabriel Gundacker, the ex-Viner comedian extraordinaire, uh, he also makes music and it's really fucking good. Um, so I have a song called Question on this. Some of this is like from my my like latest releases and some of it's from just recommendations. And then if anybody posts a song like on their Instagram or something, like I'll listen to it and add it to the playlist if I like it. So there've been some really good songs. There 
what else? There's a song called Pink Lemonade by, I think it's pronounced Eva, Y-V-A, Pink Lemonade. Um, there's a song called Sad Saturdays by Joba, I believe, J-O-B-A. And then there's a lot of other really good shit. Um, the second half of this, I haven't listened to as much because it's newer stuff that I've just added to it. Um, I have Funeral by Phoebe Bridgers. I know I should be listening to more Phoebe Bridgers. She's the type of you know, type of shit that I like to listen to. So, you know, when you find an artist and you're like, why have I only heard three of your songs when I fucking adore those three songs? Like, clearly I would like your other songs. I don't know. I'm not very good at listening to like an artist's entire like discography. Um, I don't know why. Like literally even some of my favorite artists, I'm like, oh, there's still songs I haven't like listened to. How crazy is that? I need to work on that. You know, it'd be a fun thing to be able to to know all the songs, you know? Anyway, if you want to listen to that, it's on Spotify. My Spotify is uh, Tiffany the Prez, I think, something. I don't know, but maybe I'll put the link in the description. You guys can just listen. All right, I think that's about it. Again, couch sounds, sorry if you can hear it. If you can't, ignore it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I, I, I feel really good today. Usually I feel like I'm kind of dying in a podcast and I know I had a moment where I was, but I feel like today I've just been able to like speak really easily and um, maybe it's the couch. Maybe I just fucking love this couch. The setup kind of works really well also. Anyway, I am glad to be back. Hopefully I will be able to stick to the schedule despite being a little busy, but you know, no excuses. 2019, here we go. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, please leave a review on iTunes if you want a little shout out and you want to make my day, to be honest. And uh, stay tuned for another episode of Previously Gifted. Okay, thanks. Bye.